Welcome to the Tarleton BSM Podcast. Today, we'll be continuing our 402 series, Open Heart Surgery, a look at the attitudes of our heart. We hope you enjoy this message from Associate Director Megan Trotter.
the higher the value of the dollar bill, so like 100, has a lot more security features. The dollar bill, for example, has like no security features. It is literally almost just everything you look at and build. So if you're going to get counterfeit money, print dollar bills. Don't print 20s, don't print 100s, it's not a Okay, you didn't hear that from me, you heard that from the economic society. That's our okay? Um, and so what I want to think about as I prepared for tonight is don't you wish that relationships were like that? Like you could look at a person and look at their features and be like, hmm, three out of six, fake friend. Like, like just dish them out like this. Like you put Tinder out of business so fast. Like swipe like, like, like no. And same thing with dating. Dating would be so much easier if you could spot the security features and sift out what's fake and what's real, what's legit, what's accounted, right? Well, we've been going through this series called Open Heart Surgery. As you can see, it says a look at the attitudes of the heart. And I was thinking about tonight, I think that these attitudes are a lot like these security features. Okay? So every week we're going to be looking at a different attitude. And the hope is that these attitudes we can self-reflect, we can self-evaluate and see really if we're legit or if we're counterfeit. Um, these heart attitudes are a lot like security features. They help you see what kind of friend you are. Um, or really any relationship. See, like, I'm a sister, I'm a brother, I'm also a wife, I'm a fitness student, I'm a co-worker, I might be a friend, but I also might be an acquaintance. But these heart attitudes or security features help me to see kind of where I stand in reality. And the things we're talking about are really good if you're living in a Christian community. Because um, our, like, backup, our, our basis for our facts is all coming from the Bible. But the truth is, if you're coming tonight and you're not um, from a faith background and you don't really call yourself a Christian, that's okay because the things that we are calling these heart attitudes are really just good habits in general. And so they're good for any relationship at all. But the heart attitude we're looking at tonight, so the big idea is that we should have honest and open relationships. Okay? So if you have your Bibles, Flip them open or flip them on. If you don't, it's okay. Everything will be on the screens. Um, but we are going to be in 1 John. Okay, so 1 John is towards the back, so if you have that direction, very close. It's pretty little. But if you're new to us, you're new to the Bible, the Old the Bible is divided into two parts the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is the story about how God created everything and created it perfect. Um, but then, unfortunately, man messed it up. Um, and then it then became became the story of how God was going to redeem us, he's going to save us um, through the nation of Israel. It's the nation you're thinking of. Just all throughout past. And then the New Testament happens. And it is the story of God saving us through a man named Jesus Christ. And it's the story of Jesus' life and his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. Um, and the rest of the Bible, the rest of the New Testament is kind of how to live now that we know that. Now that we know that salvation comes from Jesus. And so 1 John is in that section of like how to live. Um, it's, in, it's in that beautiful part. So we're in 1 John chapter 1. So, and we'll be looking at, let's see, verse 5 through 7. I'm going to read it and then we'll walk through it. Okay, it's on the screen. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. Okay, so this is a message we've heard from God, from Jesus, to declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. 
If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Okay. So, looking at verse 5, we should go back to the beginning of that scripture. Um, this is what we've heard from Jesus. God is light, and then it says there's no darkness. So 0% darkness. And so it goes on to say, so if you follow God, you have to step into the light. <coughs> Makes sense? Um, and then in verse, let's see, what's the one after that? The verse uh, 6. Verse 6. It says um, that if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. So that comma kind of shows how there's this contrast. He talks about there's dark and then there's a lie. He talks about there's light and then there's the truth. And what he's saying is that God is light, but God is also truth. And that's what he means by walking the light. It means you can see it and it's real and it's truth. Um, and so what you can put together, and the first thing that I pull from the scripture is that God is truth. Okay? And this is very, very important. If, if you take anything home tonight, this is what you can take home. It sounds simple, but it's, it's harder than you think to understand. See, God is truth. And this is repeated all throughout the Bible. See, a, a part of God's spirit throughout the Bible is called the spirit of truth. It also talks about God's words like they're everlasting. They never fade. And you know what words never fade? The ones that never are relevant. The ones that never are wrong. It's truth. His word of truth. He is truth. Even when Jesus was here as God, as a man, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And so God is truth, and it's because he's solid, he's legit, it's true. And so what this verse is saying is to live by the light and to live by the truth and to live with God, um, to follow God, to walk with God. Um, the second part, see, so verse 6, we can go back to verse 6. It says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. So the second thing I see is that if we are to have fellowship with God, so it says, or in other words, a relationship with God, we have to walk with God. We have to walk in the truth. So to walk with God is to walk in the truth. Which makes sense. If God is truth and you want God, you have to walk in the truth. You can't, you can't get one without the other. Um, but the, this begs the question, what does walking in truth look like? Like, how do I know if I'm walking in truth? Well, the simple answer would be like, is there any part of your life that is a lie? Um, but this, this really does come in a lot of different forms. Like, it could look like admitting your mistakes, admitting your failures. Um, that's a lot of times when I'm not telling the truth, it's just because I don't want to bring it up because I look like a loser. It could be addressing your emotions. We're from the politest part of the world. Or you better say good every time somebody asks how you are. Good, how are you? Good, good, good. Shake your hand. You gotta shake your hand. Firmly, guys. Good dad will judge you. Um, it could look like living living in truth could look like reconciling what's broken, okay? So like if you know something's broken, you ignore it. If you withhold what's true, that's just as bad as lying. We all know that. Okay? So it's like sometimes if you know there's a problem in your relationship and you don't fix it, that's just as much in living in the dark, living in a lie. I mean, it could just look like being known. 
Um, a lot of us, we, we live just far enough from people uh, to where they can kind of see in, but they can't see what we don't want them to see. Um, and sometimes like, we lack it that way. We lack their control. But the truth is, to live in the light is to be known by people, to be seen by people. Really, living by the light is living by anything that's true and allowing no room for lies, uh, not just in our words, but in our hearts and in our relationships. Um, the last thing I see, so verse 7, sorry, I keep waiting to pull back up. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin. Okay? The third thing I think I observe is that it is for our own good. Guys, God asked us to do this, but it's for our own good, and it's for the good of our relationships, both with God and with others. You see, it says that he's in the light and we will have fellowship with one another. It, it ends up with people knowing us. And guess what? When you're honest, people trust you. I can't believe that. Um, and we get closer as a family. But also it ends with, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You see, to get rid of our problems between us and God, we have to admit it. God says that God says, come confess your sins before me and I will be faithful to forgive them. And so when we are honest about our sins or honest about really anything before God, it, it takes away the separation that we might have. It brings us closer to God and it brings us closer to other people. And it, and it makes sense. Like, think about, it's really hard to tell if you have dirt all over your face if you don't turn on the bathroom light anymore, like ever. Like, you're not going to see that your eyeshadow went clear when you fell asleep in that 50 second nap. Okay? But if you turn on the light, you know that. And so when you can see well, and when you can be seen well, you get taken care of well. A lot of times we hate the fact that we're not being cared. But people don't know that you are not being seen. Okay? So Jesus tells us that we should live openly and honestly. We should walk by the truth. We should walk by the light. And it's because God is true, and God knows what he's doing, and we want to walk with God, so we have to walk in the truth, and it's for our own good, for our, our relationship with him, and for our relationship with other people. But we still don't do it. Like, those are all common sense things. You don't learn anything new just now. Right? Yeah, you know, else way smarter than me. But why do we not do it? Why is it so hard to live openly and honestly? We, we say that we love God. We say we have fellowship with God. We say we're so tied in God right now. Jesus is number one. But then we do keep secrets. And we hide things. And we walk in darkness. And I have a theory about this. Here's what I think. I think in our Tarleton, get it done, rough and dirty, rough and tumble culture, we have another synonym for openness and honesty. And it is called vulnerability. Okay? You, if you need to write this down, it's V-U-L-N-E-R-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y. Vulnerability. Okay? Which, if you, if you look at war and somebody says they're vulnerable, that means you're about to get shot. Like, you're out in the open, you're being dumb. We look at vulnerability in every other context as naive and weakness. And I think that we carry that into our walk with the Lord. And we carry that into our relationships. And we think that vulnerability is weakness. And that we're going to get hurt. And maybe, 
Maybe if you're not, and you have a good reason for that. Because people have hurt you. And people have gossiped, and they have not kept your secrets, and they have used what you have said against you. And I understand. Maybe you're afraid that you'll get judged. Because maybe you have been judged. Maybe what you say, or what you feel, or what's been done to you, or what you've been doing isn't exactly table talking, so you feel like you'll be judged. Or maybe you're afraid that people will get offended if they hear how you've been hurt, or they hear what you believe, or they hear how you doubt. Maybe people will get offended. Or maybe just ashamed. You see, when we have a lot of secrets, that's what goes up. It's not security, it's shame. And we get really scared when our image is attacked. We get really scared. What if people think differently of me? God forbid that people actually know the real me. And sometimes, maybe you're like me. Maybe you just don't want to help. Maybe you can agree it's a problem, but if you share, then people will want to help And if you're like me, this has been my story for a really long time. You see, I grew up in the church. I graduated top of my class. Do not be impressed. I only graduated with very few people. Not just probably more than some of you. I don't know that. Um, but barely anybody. I never cussed except for one time on accident, and I was quoting a movie. And I never drank anything. And so I was really what my parents wanted. I was really like perfect as far as the standard that my parents had set. But what nobody knew is that I did have sin, and it was eating in my life, and it was eating my heart, and I kept it so secret. Because my worst, if I was to bring it forward, I think that I would have, I would have faced my biggest fear, which is my parents being disappointed in me. My sin was nothing anybody could see, nothing I could ever get caught for, but it was there, and it ate me up, and it destroyed my view of myself, and my view of God, and my view of other people, and I kept it. And I sure didn't want to help from anybody else. When I got to Tarleton, I came to the VSM, and boy, am I thankful for the VSM. Because when I got here, I saw people who loved God more than I ever could even fake to love God. And what happened is I fell in love with Jesus in a deeper way than I ever had. And it went away for a little bit. But I never told anybody about it. And sure enough, it came back and it came back with a vengeance. Except that this time I wasn't very ashamed. This time I was like, wasn't even really convinced that it was bad. I was like, this is just part of who I am. This is just always going to be me. And so I kept it. But then I would swing so hard between this apathy of it doesn't matter to shame, it should matter to apathy, it doesn't matter. And eventually I got so frustrated that I confessed it to a friend. I told a girl here at the BSM, and do you know what I found? When I brought my deepest, darkest secret to light, you know what I found? I found exactly, exactly what God had said. I found healing. I found freedom from it. I also got so much closer to girls who prayed for me, who were more trustworthy than any friends I ever could have asked for in my whole life. I found out that I was not alone in what I thought was unique to me. And I found something sweet about walking the light. Turn to one more place for me. Turn to Ephesians. It's a little bit to the left. It's still in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 5. 
Can I read to you what I found? Verses 8 through 13. It says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It's shameful even to mention what the disobedient are in secret. That is shameful even to mention what I in secret. But everything, this is what I found, everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that's illuminated because becomes a light. You see, what I found is that living openly and honestly does not just expose you, it transforms you into something else. It, it turns you into a light. Just like the moon. The moon has no light coming off of it. But when it's in the, in the shine of the sun, it becomes a light for the whole night sky. And so we get transformed into a light. And because I confessed my sins, I saw other girls walk out, walk out of captivity to the exact same sin that I've been walking in for way too long. And Jesus commands us to be open and honest for our benefit, and I believe that because I know that, and I have benefited from walking in open and honesty about my mistakes. It protects us from shame, it builds trust in our friendships, it allows us to be helped, it shows us how to move forward, it shows others how to move forward, and most of all, it points people to Christ and it gives Christ glory. Um, which is what he has always deserved, and he's the only one who deserves it. So tonight, I want you to look at your life. I want you to look through your security feature. I want you to look and ask yourself just how open and honest you are. How open and honest are you with yourself? How open and honest are you with your friends, your family? How open and honest are you with God? Maybe you're here tonight and God's asking you like he asked me to confess your sins to a friend. Or maybe he's asking you to address your emotions and to be honest about your fears and your doubts. Maybe he's asking you to be honest with yourself and with him in prayer. Guys, God can take whatever you think he can. And he's just waiting for you to talk to him about it. He is not going to be shocked about the things that you bring forward. Or maybe he's asking you to be honest with others. Maybe they hurt you or you hurt them. And you need to reconcile. Or maybe you have a friend who's not okay, and it is time that you point out what's true. As with holding the truth is just as a lie, and if our friends need Jesus, then we have to tell them. Or maybe you're here tonight, and you really do feel like being open and honest is really hard. And you feel like it's even harder just to find someone who's trustworthy. See, federal agents. They begin this counterfeit spotting training by studying only real dollar bills, only the real deal. They study it intently. What does it feel like? What are its features? And in a world of counterfeits, you've got to know the real thing. The truth is that the only friendship, the only relationship that is completely true and completely trustworthy is one with the most perfect and trustworthy high God. And sometimes... Sometimes we look at God and he's this, this giant God, really far away, who's really mysterious, that we'll never really know. And that's that's partly true. God is very mysterious. But God never wanted you out of the loop or alive to. In fact, the, when the very first humans were here with God, 
Satan lied to them by saying that God was holding out on them, that God didn't tell them the full truth. And ever since then, we've been dying, and we've been getting lied to, and we've been falling for it every single time. And that's the first time sin came into the world. And what's happened is the world we live in now, which is not fun. And But just like the scripture says that we read a while ago, is God is light. And so to walk with God, and if we walk with Him, we choose, we will see clearly. As you want to get perspective on your life, then you need to be in the light of God, because it's the only way to see it all. Jesus said that He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the truth. You know, He says that He says the only way to God. And Jesus came here, and He died for our sins. And he resurrected from the grave so that we would never have to die who chose to. <coughs> and we get to follow him and we get to set in the light and we get to find what out, find out what's true. If you came here tonight and you've never begun a relationship with Jesus, let me tell you that you can have one. Jesus made that possible and God would like to free you from our lives. He would like to tell you the truth. He would like to be the most trustworthy, dependable friend relationship that you've ever had. And if that's you, I really would like to do something. So if everybody would do me a favor, we're going to pray. So if you bow your heads. Guys, if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus or you don't know where you stand with God, would you pray this with me? And would you ask God to reveal himself to you? Would you ask God to speak to you? Because he will and he wants to. God, this world, it sucks. And it's full of lies. And I've been lying to you and I've fallen for lies. And I've even been a liar. But God, I know that you offer more. I know that you are true and that you are good and I know that I want to follow you. God, I just ask that you would show yourself to me um, and that you make yourself real for me. God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me and to defeat death so that we could become your children. God, help me to be open and honest with you about my passions but also my mistakes. I just ask that you would change my life and from darkness to light and from lies to truth. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, I'd like for you to do something for me. You sit on it or it's under your chair, the connection cards. Um, your neighbor doesn't care. But would you fill it out and would you write on the back what you're thinking? Would you step out in faith and would you be honest and open about what you're thinking? Uh, about your questions, about your doubts, about what you want from God. Would you just be honest and open and write those things on there? And if you came here not in your Christian, I want you to move forward living like you believe God is trustworthy. As if God is trustworthy, then what He tells you can be trusted. And if God wants us to live openly and honestly, and He says it's for our benefit, then we can live openly and honestly and move forward in that. Guys, let's walk forward in obedience knowing that God is good and knowing that God is trustworthy. We can't fall for excuses anymore.
can't listen to the enemy. We've got to trust in God because He is truth and He is light. And so if we walk with Him, we'll find it. I'd like to end by reading what we began with, which is 1 John 1. This is the message we've heard from Him and proclaim to you. That God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But... If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Thank you for listening to the Tarleton BSM podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe. To keep up with everything Tarleton BSM, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tarleton BSM. See you next time.